everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are here for our September episode of On Friendship, where we are talking about a Hallmark or Hallmark-like movie uh, for uh, the themes of, of friendship, as well as obviously love and relationships in general. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Elisa Lucas is here. Hello, everyone. Yay. We get to talk about more friendship. Yes. And Lisa, you should be very excited. We did a um, survey amongst our listeners mm-hmm. and uh, one of the, we asked, how can we improve? And one of the things they wanted more, more Lisa. Hey. More on friendship. Yes. <laughs> friendship. Friendship. That's, That's right. So cool. Thank you, yeah. people who took the survey. I know. (laughs) We all need more friendship in our life. (laughs) And so we, I I don't actually think we are going to, well, let's see. Having said that, I think we're actually, this will be our final on friendship for this year. And then we're going to get into Christmas coverage and Elisa will be joining us for at least one episode of that. I'll make sure there's some sort of friendship talk in there. Like even if it's a romantic (laughs) movie, Rachel and I, or other folks can talk about like, what would it be like if they were friends or what would it be like if they had a friend in this movie? So we'll make it friendship. We'll like friendship it up. (laughs) <laughs> it will be so fun. I mean, we got friendship from the cookie crawl, so. Oh, my goodness. We... <laughs> I still want to do a cookie crawl. <laughs> um, and so today we're talking about a Lifetime movie. Uh... <laughs> that's my area. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> One of my favorites. We're talking about Christmas Pen Pals. And honestly, I think that this, I think this may be the best new Christmas TV movie Mm-hmm. that I've reviewed on the podcast since we started. Wow. I think this movie is really good. I really like I, it. I really enjoyed it. And I have no yeah. concept of any of my reviews from before. So <laughs> I just know Cookie Crawl and then the one with the guy, Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> oh yeah. The country wedding. Yeah, that, there that it was is. your second favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I, I still look. Like, yeah, probably trading Christmas better is probably my all-time favorite. But that one was fun. Yeah. I think this one is really strong, and I really like it. And I just think it's a strong movie, not even just mm-hmm. TV movie. Yeah. And I would have gone to see this in the theater. All you have mm-hmm. to say is pen pals, and I'm like, take my money. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually got to interview the writer of this, uh, oh, Carly cool. Smell. And she's awesome. And I said to her, I said, you should make this an anthology series because think about it. Every year they could have different people writing each other. It's so cute. Oh my God. They <laughs> could have different so pen pals. Amazing. Right? Because the lady had like the book of all the people who had met because of the yes. situation. Oh, that's such a great idea. Right? It could be so fun. You could have Christmas pen pals every year a new volume i'm i'm here for it and yes. so if there's anything i can do to make this happen <laughs> i mean besides money <laughs> i know we haven't gotten one since 2018 i mean we we really should get another one yeah. but i i just i loved everything i think partly maybe because i grew up as a letter writer so the mm-hmm. idea of and i've always kind of wanted to have a like a true yeah. pen pal i think that whole idea is so fun yeah and uh and so the idea of this whole town 
writing each other letters, I think is such a charming idea. Yeah. And I was like, why did it take so long? Because I think the last one was in 1945. Is that what they said? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, why would it take that long to bring it back for like nostalgia purposes in this town? Mm -hmm. I was like, but I'm glad I was here for it being brought back to the town. But yeah, yeah, I, I think pen pals are really cool. I think that it's a great way to connect with people. I'm just thinking about all the people who might be isolated now, especially during COVID-19, like picking up a pen and a postcard, I think could brighten someone's day and it wouldn't take very long and it wouldn't take a lot of money. And I think that's the really cool part is that you can reach people anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You can reach people anywhere. And yeah, it has that extra effort of I've actually taken the time to write a letter in this day and age is I think says something. And um, I think that really the sign of the setup for this movie, I just kind of like, eh, I don't really, I just kind of ignore it because I <laughs> do not care about her dating app at all. Yeah. It's, I mean, I like I just, the idea that it's like, this is what people do now in terms of relationships. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and when she asked her dad how, you know, they met it was like an ice cream shop and and i think like there is something about like people use apps but the problem is there there might be something missing or that there's something as simple as a pen pal that can really make a change and so i do like that it brings sort of like what's happening now and how people might be able to use things of the past to find relationships so I I mean, yeah, I don't need all the details on it. Like when she started at the beginning and it's like, she's talking to like someone in the cloud that's like opening her shade and music and her, (laughs) and her slippers are probably in the same spot every day. And it's like commence morning routine or something. And her coffee starts. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God, you are too reliant on technology. I mean, it (laughs) seems like some of that stuff might be fun. Like sometimes it might just be like, okay, it would be cool if I drank coffee to have it like ready to go. But I don't think you need to tell the cloud that don't, don't machines have like a start coffee at this time. Like, I don't know if we need the whole house <laughs> under lockdown yeah. and taken over by AI, right? Like, her, her, we don't need to be taken over by robots right now. Okay? Her, her, I think her Surrey is called Marvin, I believe. Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> I mean, all I care about is her getting back to the town and signing up for the, I really, all that other stuff is, is just like, whatever. I don't care about that at all. Uh, but I love Sarah Drew so much. I think yeah. she is just the best. I, and my experience with her is Grey's Anatomy. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I, I really like her on that show and it, it's been a while. Like I rewatched all of Grey's Anatomy a couple semesters ago and I think an academic semester. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been a year and a half, could have been three years ago. And I really enjoyed her character. And I, I think she's perfect for the movies that would be on Hallmark. And this one was on Lifetime, which is my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> but also like Netflix has some now too. And yeah. you know, Hallmark is getting some competition there a little bit, but I think she fits the style of the person you want to star in these kind of movies. Like you're invested in her. Um, she's she's really cute and spunky, but not like in an obnoxious way. <laughs> 
like she just is like someone you would want to be friends with yeah so I, I I enjoy her but I have to say that when I started watching and one of the characters in the movie I think was Sam I was like I know this guy I've seen him before and he was the guy in the dance movie that we watched a couple months yep, ago. Yep. And so I was like, look at this. Rachel's got me knowing who people <laughs> are, even though I like clearly can't name him. I think, is it Niall? Yeah, Niall Mater. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I know him. So you're, <laughs> you're rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this cast has a great uh, cast as far as the Hallmarkies podcast, because you have... Yeah uh sarah drew has been, actually I, i've been on our show um and now mater that episode i know it was awesome because she did she did uh the um uh she did this which i loved yeah. of course and then she did twinkle all the way last year which i loved and i was interviewing the director brian herslinger and she and ryan mcpartland uh, who's also in To Go All The Way, joined in the interview. And you're like, oh my God, keep it cool, Rachel. Keep <laughs> said, it cool. No, no, keep it cool. <laughs> so she joined and I was like, I have to tell you, Sarah, I absolutely love Christmas Pen Pals. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> in that night, you're like, dear diary, Sarah Drew. Yeah, and the, other, the other people were like, should we just go now? Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. And you're like, like yes, absolutely. That. Give us a moment to and, have our chit chat about the Pink Hell movie. <laughs> yeah. And she is, uh, she's going to be in a movie called Christmas in Vienna uh, this season. And I am so hyped for it. Yeah. Because it was actually finished uh, before COVID. Oh, okay. In, yeah. Uh, in January. And it's one of the few ones that they had finished pre, wow. uh, yeah. pre-COVID. And so I think it's going to be even more special, you yeah. know, as far as the, and all of the whole thing filmed in Vienna pre-COVID, you know, yeah. kind of well, a thing. It's going to be really cool. I, I mean, this might be a bold statement, but she might be one of my favorite stars in any movie we've watched so far. Yeah. Is that a yeah. bold statement? Or no, is like... I, I think it is a bold statement, but I think it's true. I think I'd agree. Yeah. She's so but... likable. Here's the thing, though, like across all the movies I've watched with you, I've probably seen there probably been just a couple where there's multiple people mm-hmm. across the movie. So I am not as familiar with all the people who might sure. star. Of course, I know Candace Cameron Burr and I know, oh, gosh, she played Gretchen and Mean Girls. Um, and Lacey. Yes. So like some of those folks I know from movies and childhood shows like Party of Five and just other things, but (laughs) I just really enjoy enjoy Sarah Drew. So uh, and I I never who was in it. I was like a John Rachel. (laughs) I never saw Grey's Anatomy um, beyond I I tapped out once um, when Stenny died. I was like, I'm very upset. And then I never watched it again. (laughs) Here's the thing. I tapped out at the three-part fairy episode, and I was like, I can't do it anymore. And then I rewatched it, I think, another time. And then I rewatched, like, it was up to season 14, and I rewatched all of that from summer into fall a couple of semesters ago. Yeah. And, yeah, I was like, okay, just push through the fairy episodes, even though you hate them. Just push through. And I'm kind of glad I did. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, Denny died in, like, season two, so I'm way... <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, the fairy episode is in, like, season three, maybe. Okay. And I didn't like that storyline between Denny and Izzy, anyway. Oh, I, I don't like the worst. Her. I don't like Catherine Heigl. No offense to folks. Like, we all have our, our yeah. favorites, and sure. um, she's not one of my faves, but... Um, 
But yeah, but then she leaves and it was fine. So I never saw Sarah Drew on Grey's Anatomy. Evidently her character is not the most likable on that show. I love her because I love okay. I love, well, I mean, yeah, by the other, like if she was my coworker, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know about you. But like as someone watching the show, I'm like, you're okay, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And I would she, want to work with her. <laughs> she's just the best here. I absolutely love her in this. And you just feel like her heart. Yeah. And the whole thing with her mother and her just grieving felt totally authentic to me and real. Yeah. And I felt it. It was and can really we, good. And can we give a shout out to Alan Alda as the the dad in this one? I mean, Michael Gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can say it again if you want. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I just made that connection. You're absolutely right. But I still loved him, so I will say it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! Did you see my face though? <laughs> okay. <laughs> did Alan Alda die? No, Is he's he... still alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think they do look quite a bit alike, though. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh my god! But I haven't seen Family Ties in forever. Okay. Michael Grossman from Family Ties, right? Is... I get them confused of who's in, yeah, he was in, was it he in Family Ties? And then it was, um, what's his name in, um, Growing Pains? Oh my God. Yeah, Growing Pains was, um, Mike, Alan Michael Thick. Joe. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right. And it. so, Family Ties. <laughs> How embarrassing could that have been? Okay. <laughs> I got, yeah, I got your back. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I do want to give a shout out to her dad too, played by Michael Gross, who was in the, Family classic family ties, which I love because yes. I loved Michael J. Fox as Alex P. Keaton. And I really thought like their relationship, I mean, the fact that they're grieving both the loss of yes. his wife and her mother, and like she isn't really coming home or talking to him. Um, and so there is sort of this rebuilding of their relationship as well that I really enjoyed. And it's been a long time since I've seen him anything and it really back brought back some nostalgia, if you will. <laughs> well, and then the fact that he starts in the pen pal. And so it's so cute, like his little yeah. relationship, yeah. adorable. <laughs> and you have this uh, between uh, now Mater's character, Sam, and, mm-hmm. and Sarah Drew's character, Hannah. Uh, Sam and Hannah have this past relationship, but... Uh, he she wanted to get away uh, from the town and uh, so they had this uh, this they broke up and uh, now they're both in this Christmas Cupid and it's mm-hmm. so cute I just love it. Can, I, can we talk about the Christmas Cupid for just a second mm-hmm. like I mean I love that the town did it like all these years ago and it like truly brought people together and the woman who does the the pen pal sort of exchange has all these like images of all the people who got married and and wanting to bring it back but one of the things that i love is that sarah drew's character uh, wants her dad to find someone because she thinks her dad is lonely but he's like i'm only gonna do it if you do it yeah which i'm like love that because he sees something in his daughter she's just been dating people and she's not connecting because she's dating them like the people using her app and it's not really working right and so I love that but when they both go to fill it out this is the part that I love the most and I feel like it's absolutely crucial that I mention this that when you fill it out you put your name and you can check a box do you want to do pen pals for friendship or do you want to do pen pals for love and I was like yes I was like (laughs) thank you 
thank you because <laughs> if it was only for love, that would be a little disappointing for my friendship loving heart. Mm-hmm. But I also love the idea that even for those who market for love, the idea is that you write each other without knowing who you physically or, or physically are. Mm-hmm. And you get to know each other in a, in a slower pace through conversations and other things. That yeah. I so I, I really loved it. I think it'd be fun for friends. I think it'd be fun for love. And so I'm like, I mm-hmm. want to do a pen pal exchange. Like, let's make this I know. happen. <laughs> well, and it's such an attractive idea. The idea of falling in love with somebody that through their words, yeah. that you don't know who they are. That's very, very attractive. And also the, the whole idea of the shop around the corner, the idea that the, mm-hmm. the person that you kind of yeah. are in animosity with that you don't like is actually like their secret self is actually yeah. somebody that you like yeah. and that you're falling in love with. <laughs> and uh, so shop around the corner, you've got mail. She loves yep. me. Any variation yeah. on that story, I just love. I think it's so good. And in this with Hannah and Sam, it's just that they, they had kind of separated, but they always, they didn't hate each other, but they just felt sort of that resentment. And the longer that she stayed away because of her grief, the more that he felt resentful of it. And I don't know. So they're just in the sort of, they're like bitter towards each other, but they still love each other. And, you know, he's become this, like, he was going to be an artist or whatever. And he's become this coffee shop guy. And, and, and how many and how many uh, movies have we watched where the coffee guy is like no lattes, right? <laughs> like uh, um, the wish list, remember? Like, remember yeah, the wish list? Was, he was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to create a drink I think you would like, which was a little different. But this guy was like, I don't need to go with that foo foo whatnot. Yeah, right. yeah, but one of the things it did remind me, I love the idea of like the shop around the corner and you've got mail. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me actually of an episode of Psych. So if you're familiar with yeah. the, I know you are, but like those listening, Sean and Gus are best friends and they have a fake psychic, uh, you know, shop or whatever you want to call it, business. And they go on the set of like The Bachelor, right? And so they're doing something where the, there's there's been a death and they're, and they're investigating it. But there was an idea that it's the show that they're on instead of being the bachelors, like people that might be in your life that you don't know. So you live in this neighborhood. It might be the person who serves you coffee. It might be the person that yeah. gym. And I think that's like the same idea, right? When you focus on a town, you're focusing geographically, which allows you to sort of, you might know these people in advance. And that sort of happens to Sarah Drew, right? She knows Sam, but at first it's not clear. Sam isn't part of it, right? He says he didn't sign up, Mm -hmm. but then there's a new doctor in town who's told her dad not to drink coffee. And that's why there's no coffee machine in his house. And she's like devastated because there's no Wi-Fi and there's no coffee. And I'm like, if there's yeah. no caffeine or Wi-Fi, I'm out too. So those are, that's at least a bare minimum for me <laughs> in terms of comfort. But then she meets, um, was it someone else she went to high school with? There were three guys mm-hmm. that she interacts in the movie. There's like, is, isn't he an architect or something? He was the, a businessy uh, A real guy. estate agent, Greg. I didn't like him, whatever. It's like, yeah. you know how you're like, <laughs> bypass, bypass, get back to town. I was like... Yeah whatever this yeah. guy's talking move back to the people i like <laughs> yeah but you have also also this really nice contrast of she's this app 
lady mm-hmm. uh, with and wants everything to be kind of fast and easy. And then you have this, we're writing letters. We want things to be yeah. slow, no Wi-Fi kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, that's how they first meet is she's at his, uh, his coffee shop. Yeah. And, uh, and she's kind of like, you don't have Wi-Fi? Like what? <laughs> and... And, you know, the whole Chris, the whole idea of the Christmas Cupid is in direct conflict to her whole app and her way of life. So her I guess they shouldn't ignore the app at the beginning. Being like her whole everything that she is. is yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. I as far as I, when I say I don't care about the app, I don't <laughs> care about like the technicalities of is this yeah. app like yeah marketable like, or realistic or whatever. I don't care about that. It's just a tool to get the story going, to get her to be in this spot. <laughs> it does not matter. Well, the only thing is like, I think what it does is it briefly sets up, but maybe not brief enough for Rachel, but it does set up like this idea is like, she does need to slow down. And I think- Yeah, it's letters, just a tool to get yep. her to where she needs to get. Yep. And so it's perfect yep. in that way. And I wouldn't want it to be any more- uh, yeah. any more- I don't know, realistic or spend any more time on it, you know, and then she, she also has the, she has the boyfriend, the boyfriend of business, Jason, uh, (laughs) in the beginning, uh, that dumps her. And so you have that. And again, that's just another tool to get her to where she needs to be. I don't care about his character at all. (laughs) But I think he makes a good point. He's like, you know, I'm tired of getting these like automated messages from you, which leads us back to like the mm-hmm. writing letters, right? Like you're not connecting yes. with people and that's why it's not working. Yeah. So. And so her and her dad, you're right. They, they agree to sign up. Her dad signs up because he, she wants, he wants her to sign up. Yeah. And uh, so, and she just struggles with Christmas because everything reminds her from mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's really having a hard time. And her dad has been friends with this woman named Susan um, who is so nice mm-hmm. and uh, but he's always been hesitant to you know to make a move or change anything because doesn't want to hurt uh, Hannah his daughter and it's just kind of nervous himself but um uh, so they start you know writing these letters and she gets these letters and uh it's so fun i just love <laughs> the letters i forgot to write down his name how did i forget? it's huck and hers is stardust and i was like yes can we talk about their names because i'm like what <laughs> yeah it's so cute well she's looking for the spark yeah you know that's the whole thing and he's thing. just like the only thing i can think of is huck <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, then you also have the doctor who's played by Giles Panton, who we've also had on the show. He, nice. is, he is the best. So funny. I love him. And uh, he's a nice guy. I think it would have been easy to kind of play him as a jerk. Yeah. You know, because he's not our, he's not the one that we want yeah. uh, her to be with. And so a lesser script would kind of played him as jerk. But he's not a jerk, and he's actually. She thinks that she's writing him, mm-hmm. uh, when in reality she's he's writing uh, to Martha. I think is her name. I don't remember her name. Super names. cute girl from the coffee shop. That's all. Yeah, we need exactly. 
Yeah. Martha. And (laughs) so they have this whole ice skating activity and that's the idea behind this ice skating activity is that that's the chance you get to rub shoulders with your pen pal and you don't even know it. It's so cute. Your future (laughs) friends or future um, partner for life. You don't know. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And And Sam Sam has a coffee. He has coffee stander. I imagine it was probably more like hot chocolate. Yeah. That's what I would want to do yeah, that's what I would want if I if it's if it thing. is coffee, it would have to be like a peppermint latte. Or something yeah, like but that. he's not gonna do that. That's he right. Doesn't believe in them. <laughs> that have to be something Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so yes, uh, and they both love. They're they're both at this point kind of interested. Her and her friend are interested in. Because uh, there's also Julie is another character. There's Julie and uh, oh wait, is Martha the old? Oh no, Martha's not who I was thinking of. It's Sarah, Julie and Sarah, like you said, girl of the coffee shop. Yeah, here's the thing. Again, they're just there <laughs> to go with other people, so we can make. Our I get the names all confused. Hat. No, um, we're just, it's fine. <laughs> yes. So her friend Sarah is at the skating party she's writing to daniel mm-hmm. and uh and then uh the she think but hannah thinks that she's writing daniel <laughs> and he's i think a good second man giles penton he's yeah he's charming he's funny uh he's you know sweet you believe that you know it could be this uh yeah. you believe that she could certainly at least believe I don't think there be. was any problem with the three guys at all that mm-hmm. that could potentially be this person and it and what it comes down again is that she's looking for a spark and so yeah and so I think all things equal it's like they all seem fine and I mean more than fine for her yeah <laughs> so, so st- I didn't have a problem with anyone I was just <laughs> like I know what the answer is so let's just get there yeah that's right <laughs> so yes so Sarah is writing is writing daniel and uh that's hannah's friend and then julie is the coffee shop girl yeah she is writing spencer spencer (laughs) he comes into the coffee shop is super cute played by cardi wong we love Mm -hmm. on this podcast we've had him on as well and he is so so sweet he has a small part in this but anyway he's really cute and so you do have some diversity in this movie, which is nice. I mean, it's yeah. small, you know, the, the supporting roles, but it's, it's still nice. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of your couples that you have set up. You have yeah. Sarah and Daniel, you have Spencer and Julie, you have uh, Hannah and Sam, and you have Ted and Susan. And the thing I is, we don't know who is it going to be until the end. Like I said, here's the thing. We all know these people are put in place to make the main couple happen. Yes. So I don't always remember names. <laughs> no, I know. But but yeah, it's just you get all of these cute little couples. And I liked every single person in this movie. I liked yeah. them all. And so that makes it a richer experience than when it's just your main couple. I liked yeah. them all. I loved this whole conceit of letter writing. I think it is yeah. so cute. And uh, so then you have 
Sam, like you said, he refuses to do pumpkin spice latte at his coffee shop. <laughs> He's being a jerk about it, which made me laugh. He doesn't and- want it to be hipster. <laughs> he doesn't want people to have Wi-Fi because then they just sit on their computers and no one's interacting. So in a way, I think he would be very supportive of the pen pal program mm-hmm. because yeah. he wants people to connect, you know. So and- I can appreciate that, but like but Can she doesn't think she doesn't think he's at the skinny event though for pen pals yes. she thinks he's there for work because he's yeah. doing a booth or whatever but the reason why she believes that is because he sa- he tells her that he mm-hmm. doesn't he he doesn't admit to being part of it he's like oh i'm just here doing this and so she believes that because at first she thinks he's there because of it. And he's like, no, I'm just working. So, well, and, and she's, lies. Pretty, <laughs> she's pretty critical of the first letter. Yeah. Um, because he misspells believe <laughs> and, uh, the, the whole I before E. <laughs> Unless, except and, after C. Yeah. And, uh, so then, uh, then she, she starts to warm up to these letters and mm-hmm. starts to get him invested in the process. And she's still thinking it's Daniel. And uh, so, you know, and I like, this he says, you could be dating the principal. <laughs> says, Love knows no bounds. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's a whole scene. What did you think about the scene where her nephew, they, she goes out Christmas tree shopping with Sam they get the tree. Her nephew puts the star on the tree and she gets very upset. What do you think about that whole scene? Well, can, can we, can I briefly talk about how they get to that part? Yeah, yeah, because, because yeah. that's part of the letter writing is that she talks about not wanting to be or grieving her mother. So she's not part of the process. And so whoever's writing this letter to her challenges her to get a tree and Mm -hmm. to decorate it and so she but she can't she doesn't have a car so she can't get the tree so sam offers to help her and then um he stays to help decorate it and that's when the tree looks great like i've never had a tree that look that good right (laughs) and then but then it's like putting the top around the tree that was something that her mother always did and so her nephew wants to put it on there she has to leave the room and, and she's upset but what's interesting is that Sam follows her and and he talks to her about like how she's feeling about the situation and like what her mom would probably want for them and that the mom would probably want them to decorate the tree and it's okay to take something that existed before and continue it right like that and mm-hmm. she gets that idea from the letter that's written to her it's okay if you have a tradition yeah. And then you like remix it or twist it up. And so like, I get it. Like that was probably a very emotional moment for her character because she's finally doing something that she hasn't done in years because the death of her mom. And I think what you see in that scene uh, for the whole, the whole day, Sam has been a really good friend to her, helping her like friends do favors for us all the time. Oh, you, I have my truck. We can put the tree in the back of the truck. We have friends who do that all the time and they're called agentic friendships. They do favors and things like that. But then when he goes into the other room and he talks to her about it, that's a communal friendship. People are there for us. And so he's like an awesome friend to her all day. And everyone keep in mind, he doesn't know who he's writing and he's not told her that he's part of it. And so she thinks the doctor 
is writing her. Mm -hmm. And so what you have is maybe a reconciliation of their relationship, at least in a friendship way. And so I think that becomes a very important scene in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think so too. And there's a couple things that I love when mm-hmm. he says, he says, continuing old traditions with your, uh, with, uh, that you did with your mom will keep her alive in your heart. Yeah. Um, and then he says, adding new traditions doesn't erase the past. And yeah. I think that Sarah Drew is so good at crying. <laughs> she is so good. When she's at that scene, I'm just like, <sighs> Yeah. Like, so- I really, you know, it, it, I connected to it even though, like I I haven't had a similar situation. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think that's like the gift that she has is that you feel for her and like, you want to comfort her. You want to be your friend and you see Sam as a really great friend and that's great advice, right? Yeah. Like that just because you continue Christmas doesn't mean that you can't remember your mom. In fact, it might be a greater honor to continue doing the things you did with her, but also finding new traditions to do with your nephew and whoever your dad and your pen pal is going to be in the future. Cause it's going to be your perfect mm-hmm. partner. That's right. But then, you know, they also say, and this was so, tr- this is so true. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much time goes by. We can still miss someone with our whole heart and that's okay. Yep. It just means we love them fully. Eight. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Which is such good writing and so true. Yes. I mean, I still, to this day have my grandfather passed away in 2001 and I still to this day have a hard time talking about it without crying because I missed him I miss him so much and um I don't know it certainly you have to function as a human yeah but that that loneliness and I can't I mean it must be even worse for for a um you know a spouse or or my you know my luckily i have my parents and yeah uh compared to even a grandparent or cousins that i've lost but um uh but i think that's true when you lose someone really special to you it's like that yeah. hole in your heart is always there but it's mm-hmm. just uh how do you kind of honor them by continuing to keep living but that's still there yeah. like <laughs> absolutely and like i mean i've lost grandparents and and other relatives, mm-hmm. but you know, one of my best friends passed away when I was in high school and it's this year was the 25th anniversary of, of her loss. And she has a great loss. Like she brought so much sun into every yeah. single situation she was in. She was amazing. And so it's one of the things that I do to always honor her. Well, her pictures behind me, first off is always right behind me where I can see, you know, always when I walk in the room, I can see it. But I talk about her a lot in my classes and I talk about her a lot in terms of friendship. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, we just have to consider that it doesn't necessarily even mean it's someone who's probably passed, like a lost relationship or a lost connection. Like Sam and Hannah, who like um, after college, like there was a breakup, I think from Hannah's end. And so like, even that you can miss someone who you just no longer have a close relationship with. And I think sometimes there might've been something that happened in the past that it can be reconciled. Not everything should be, but I think that's sort of the charm of this movie is that sometimes it is the people that you're missing are right in front of you. Um, Hmm. And so certainly we lose people, unfortunately, too soon. 
um, and and we can miss them, like you said, fully. But we can also miss people who are just no longer part of our lives. And yeah, they might that's be, a good point. They might be down the street. They might be someone we see every day, or it might be someone we haven't thought about in twenty years. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's a sort of like what I like about that is that reconnection that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah, can be that... part of the process of healing on uh, mm-hmm. whatever might have caused that. You know the relationship to drift apart mm-hmm. or to, to end. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the power of the Christmas Cupid because they, they, it just, it gives people connection all over the place. Like her grandparents met by Christmas Cupid. Mm-hmm. And then you have Daniel that is, that is really excited about his pen pal. You have Sarah who's really excited. You have Spencer and Julie, you have, and her father finally kind of connecting with her somebody in a new way. It. Her nephew yeah. does the pen. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Her She's nephew. About it. It's so yeah. cute. And she yeah. she says she thinks that that Hutch is her soulmate. She's mm. but in he uh he he draws her a map to his heart. Yeah. And she says, "Well, it better not be the Zodiac killer." <laughs> Oh, that was my favorite scene. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to Rachel about the most lifetime scene in this movie. Okay, first <laughs> off, loved her sister. Loved the friendship between them. She was great. I don't know yeah. who that actress is, but she she had a small part. But even this scene alone was just like classic. So it was really sweet. Like the person writing her letter sends her on sort of a scavenger hunt. So it's not just like getting to know each other. It's doing these other things that you can do by writing letters. So he draws a map and they go, (laughs) and yeah, she's like, I better not get murdered. (laughs) He better not be the Zodiac killer. And then they get there and then it's like, you know, there's an arrow down into this like tree stump and she's like, I'm not putting my hand in that. (laughs) And so Hannah does it and she pulls out this really it was she's like it's very cute it was a really cute box with a bow on it yeah opens it up and it's these beautiful earrings and then it's a note about connecting to this christmas book called was it called the christmas story or the christmas star Star. christmas oh yeah yeah. stardust excuse me um and that was the book that her family read and they haven't been able to find a copy like that was like something really meaningful uh, along with the tree and like I loved that because yeah. that's not necessarily something you can do at a great distance if you're apping and texting and things like that and um, I just thought it was a really neat way to show appreciation for someone to to make connections to like intensify the relationship and the map was beautiful <laughs> how does she not know it <laughs> and she says i just love it she says i felt a spark ah, <laughs> the best. that's what she was looking for because it's not simply a letter like he was being creative and yeah. innovative and thoughtful and all these things that you might want out of like a partner or someone yeah. or even a friend a scavenger hunt that a friend sets up for a birthday or for christmas or whatever that's fun too like this is like it's more thoughtful than other things we do. And mm-hmm. I, I, it was one of my favorite parts, but it when she dropped really the fun. Zodiac killer yeah. <laughs> a Christmas movie, I was like, does Rachel know about this? Yeah. I was like, you know, this is a lifetime movie. Not Hallmark. When they dropped that, I was like, yeah. yeah. 
It was so cute. And the way she's talking about how technology can bring us together and says, what would we do without viral cat videos? And so funny. (laughs) True story. (laughs) (laughs) And at the bar, there's mistletoe and they have a kiss under the mistletoe, which is very exciting. And... I also, I'm sorry, I, I also like that scene because she sees the doctor, like, hop in there, so she's going to go say, hi. was it the doctor or the business guy? Greg. At this point, it was... I forget, yeah, I think, I forget. <laughs> it's the losers of this scenario. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're not going to win in the end. But, like, so she, like, is being spontaneous, and she, like, stepped in there to be like, oh, let's, I wanted to say hi, and he's like, let's have a drink. And then his pager goes off. He must, it must have been the doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. His pager goes off and he has to go. And so she's just sitting there. And then there's sort of like a part in the, the bar. And then like the people sort of move. And you can see Sam at the end of the bar, which leads to the mistletoe. And I thought that was a particularly important scene because I think it was reflective of who she was at the beginning. Too busy, too technical, too disconnected. And I was like, so she kind of got a taste of her own medicine in some ways. Mm-hmm. And and then it led to this other great connection with this person that she used to be with. Yeah. Well, and so she's kind of sparked enough by yeah. this thing with Sam that she makes him a pie. <laughs> that looks like a pretty good pie. I know all I wanted (laughs) when I was watching it I was like oh great now I'm hungry (laughs) yeah and so she runs into uh the real estate guy Greg uh when she's bringing the pie she gives the pie to Sarah and uh and then so they end up on a group date with Greg and her and Sam and Sarah on this date and this is kind of funny because as they're talking uh they mention Jimmy Fallon And and then Jimmy Fallon bought a house from Sarah or something like that. And, (laughs) uh, and so he recently, it was really funny on his show. I don't know if you saw this, but um, on his show, he happened to be watching this movie (laughs) <laughs> and he was like what they just talked about me and he said on his show he was like how to the lifetime you can use me whatever you know whatever oh, you that's want. So he a christmas movie he was like this movie's great so so jimmy that's fallon so has great taste we know that yeah. now <laughs> that's <laughs> really cute yeah like, you should look it up it's fun watching and then be like hey that's yeah. my name and yeah. not expect it on a Christmas movie or a Lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really cute, too, because I don't know, like, if somebody's the host of The Tonight Show, you kind of think that they wouldn't be all that sort of tickled, yeah, I guess, yeah, by yeah. being sort of referenced. But yeah. he was seemed super excited. And he was like, look, they're just talking about me. <laughs> Sarah Drew. <laughs> so anyway, scene, that was really fun. <laughs> but I think the guy is annoying because I was like, oh, here we go. We got a name dropper. <laughs> well, and so in 2019, they did kind of this fun thing on Lifetime where every yeah. movie mentioned Hurricane uh, or Tropical Storm Megan. Yeah. And, uh, or Snowstorm or whatever. It was Megan. And, uh, and so it was like the storm coming through yeah. and affecting the whole country, which made it, it was kind of fun. Oh, that's yeah, and there's like this little Easter egg, you know, that almost yeah. all the movies did. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking what this year for Lifetime is Jimmy Fallon going to be the new Megan? That would be fun. <laughs> Drop him in every movie. 
Oh my god, be especially because he'll be easily geeked out every single time. I yeah. Think. That's his <laughs> style for sure. Yeah. So that was fun. And <laughs> and the um and she says she says kind of that she can't she can't be around Sam. Like she's too there's too much too much history. of a spark, I think. I love that whole it's but it's like history. You know? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and and she says to him my mom was dying i needed you and he says i'm not a mind reader you said you wanted to be alone and i respected that uh and she he says you think it's easy for me to see you that it's only hard for you and so that whole conversation was so good those act yeah. the actors nailed yeah, it top notch <laughs> Is that is exactly the kind of thing that you expect people to kind of, especially when you're going through something so hard, yeah. like it's so hard to know what to do because everybody needs something different. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, like some people need their space. Some people need affection. Some people need, uh, yeah. some people want to talk it out, but some people don't want to talk at all. And yeah. it's so hard to know kind of what to do. Yeah, I talk about that a lot in my classes because when it comes to social support, like it's like, we probably have an idea of what would make us feel better, even though we might not be able to communicate it. But then when someone provides a social support, it's like, well, not that. (laughs) (laughs) So it can make it hard. Or like when we don't know what to do, we would offer people what we think we would need in that situation. Or what is sort of classically what people do, like a drop off a casserole. And that might not be what people need. And so I think that's why it's important to understand our friends and our partners really well, because then we can sort of assess what they might need. um, And sometimes they might not know. And so then like, sometimes you might just have a friend who, who doesn't know what they need. Well, you've been to their house and they haven't washed their dishes in a week. Start washing the dishes. Like there's, there's like lots of things that we can do, but I think by understanding the people we're in relationships with that we can help that and not be too upset though. If a friend offers support or provides support and it's not exactly what we need because they're doing their best, right? You need to be able to understand that. But yeah, like you can't be a mind reader. I don't know, like how much space do you need? Like, is it like, are you a a five minute person, an hour, a week, and then you, then you want someone to come back? Like, those are the sorts of things that you discover over time or through Mm -hmm. uh, pretty precise conversations about these things. Yeah. Well, and also for me, at least I, I sometimes need multiple times of, like I said, I mean, talking about my grandpa, like I still have a hard time even talking about because it makes me, I miss him so much. And it's been over 20 years and or, or or, uh, 19 years. It's been 19 years and, and it's still hard for me. And those people that have sort of this idea of like, all right, that's fixed. We had a great conversation. You know what I mean? We did it. That was great. And some people that is the case, but not the case for me. Like I need to have that great conversation a lot. Yeah. is you can't assume that someone's going to be fine after one conversation after losing a parent like that is like ongoing grief right and and so 
it's so do we just like stop being friends or partners with them until they they quote unquote get it together no it's life and unfortunately people pass away whether we like it or not or it's too soon or right on time Mm -hmm. or whatever the case might be and and that's the thing is that grief is is ever changing and and ongoing and so I mean for you like you said it's it's nearly 20 years and my grief for my friend who I lost 25 years ago is probably different than yours and so Mm -hmm. It's, it's just one of those things like we can't assume that there's ever sort of like a final moment, right? Yeah, because right. even there might be a day, like the anniversary of that day. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's no final point to grief. And, and I think that would really help us in our relationships if we consider that. Yeah, about, about social support. <laughs> It'll come back to you. It'll come back to you. Um, but one of the things I, that really helped me is when I, when I talked with Sarah Montana, the, the author, I had her yeah. on, uh, not of this movie, but of um, uh, other movies. I had her on and she had to go through an incredibly tough thing when her mother and brother were murdered and oh she, had, she had, she had going through the forgiveness process and very moving, yeah. great Ted talk, highly recommend it. Um, but what, what, I thought that was great about her is that what I think is great about her is that she talks about the idea of analyzing your wounds yeah. and, and then looking at your wounds and saying, okay, what are my wounds? How, how am I feeling? And then, and then going forward from there. And so what the forgiveness process became was a process. It wasn't an event. It yeah. wasn't like something that, okay, I did it. I finished, I moved on. I'm done. And I think that same that's such a helpful way to look at so many things of life that, you know, she she would talk about how, you know, she would get a new piece of information or a new piece of news. And then she would, she would, okay, what are my wounds? How am I feeling? And I, I found, I found that to be such a helpful guide and process to think about as opposed to I'm going to have to start from what would happen with me when I would go through something painful is I would be like, okay, I'm done. I've forgiven that person or I've grieved or yeah. whatever. And then I'm done, right? I've yeah. moved on. But, and then something new would happen or oh, somehow it would yeah. hit me. And I feel like I'd start from, from ground zero, start all over again and go through yeah. that whole process all over again, which was brutal. And yeah. so if you could kind of look at us, okay, okay, there's the process going through it again. Yeah. You know, I thought that was so helpful to me to think about in, analyzing what in any kind of wound whether it be a forgiveness wound whether it be a a grief wound whatever whatever's hard in our lives and just to kind of take a second to kind of recalibrate and go through uh is an ongoing thing that we process in our lives yeah and you know with forgiveness some of the things to consider is that it is up to the person who has been the one that has experienced the tragedy or the trauma to decide when they're ready to start forgiving someone Mm -hmm. if they've forgiven someone or if they ever do. And so a lot of times you might hear other people, well, if you could just forgive me and and move on, I think that is, if you are the person who might've caused that trauma or stress, then you have no say in it, right? It Mm -hmm. comes down to who we are and, and us processing, like reviewing our wounds and reflecting on it um, forgiveness is not automatic. Like that mm. might be something that people might be able to 
to be able to manage a conversation in a civil way, but that doesn't mean they've forgiven. There's no timetable to it. And I think that can be very difficult if you've done something that that may need to go through the the wound reflection of another person Mm -hmm. and then determining whether or not they've forgiven. We have no say in that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and we have to consider that we can't rush any sort of timetable by telling them they need to do it. Cause the last thing any of us want to do is be told how to feel, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to grief. Well, and I just really liked that idea that it's just a continual process that that person isn't controlling your life. It's Mm -hmm. not this thing. It's, it's just a, that it's just a part of almost, almost like breathing, that this is just how I learn how to process, whether it be anxiety, whether it be uh, just in many other things that we feel in this life, that if we can learn to kind of develop almost a plan of how I'm going to deal with this experience, you know, with this, whether it's the feelings of, of hurt or whatever the wound might be, whatever the experience might be, we have a plan and it's part of a process. And I, I think that that helped me a lot and I really appreciated it. And I think that you get to a lot of the, uh, the, that you get a lot to, you get to the core of that idea in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, when she says, cause her, cause her dad goes on the date and she says to her dad, I was worried you never get over your heartbreak, but now I realize I was talking about myself. Mm. And, mm. <laughs> and I think mm. that that's, she realizes that she's got this wound that she has has not processed, not dealt with. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know, I, I, I really think the writing is pretty, is very good in this. And, yeah. um, and she does say here, right around here, she says, I think that it's that, that the pen pal is Sam and I can't shake it, but it's, she's, but she, she mm-hmm. thinks uh, empirically, she's thinking, no, it's not, it's, he, he's, he's not, not participating. Yeah, How could it be? But, um, but she's starting to allow her dad to move forward, starting to allow herself to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they, there's the whole story about a stutter. Yeah. what do you think of that? That was pretty cute. I thought, uh, the, the stutter went away and I knew right then and there that oh. everything would be okay. Yeah. So that's when he, the dad was so into like her mom on their date that mm-hmm. he couldn't even, it's like stuttering when he, when he gets sort of like worked up about the sort of situation, but she put him at ease. And I think that's a sign that if you are someone who stutters, for example, like they use in this movie, that if someone puts you at ease where you're not stuttering, then that does feel like that's the spark. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they say. It might be a little bit more. It might be like a really good sign that this is someone who, um, helps you become a better person in some mm-hmm. way not saying that like people start you know but you know what i mean like it's still the best version of him or she helped him get through something that was a struggle and she made him feel the certain certain way and that is not the case for everyone right like yeah. you can if we go back to the app which i know you love um you can like swipe right on all these people and it's still not going to be it's not going to be all these people that are going to be that person for you in fact you might not find them on there you know how are you going to find a spark from swiping left and swiping right 
Right. It's hard because everybody's yeah. like feels the same. That's the hard part about those apps is it's just like, and then anybody who's different, you're kind of like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I mean, so I'm sure hard. we could probably be like, all right, you're the top five <laughs> types of guys that are on these apps, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, it's guy, like, with, guy with fish, guy with group of friends, guy with uh, right. selfie in a car, guy. Uh, I tell you the one, yeah, guy at the gym is probably my least uh, interested. I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. Guy care with dogs, swipe like, right. I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> guy at the library, I'd probably be like, definitely. <laughs> I'm going for that guy. <laughs> or Comic Con. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll <laughs> go with go. that that guy. Um, <laughs> But I like it. She says that maybe it's not about letting go, but not holding tight so much. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. it's all about this process, not a finished event, a finished grieving my mom. That's not a thing. Yeah. When people say people. let it go, it's like you lose grasp on whatever it is, but it's, it's a fiber of who we are as a mm-hmm. person and it makes us who we are. So we can, we can never truly let go, even if we've forgiven someone or we've worked on our wounds and we've received social support, whatever it is, it's, it's never going to be completely gone from who we are as a person and our life experience. And so yeah. to tell people to like snap out of it or let go or calm down. I right. can guarantee that and, probably doesn't work 99.9% of the time. Yeah. And Sam is feeling like pretty jealous and frustrated with Hannah and he's going to throw out her pie. And, and <laughs> Don't Julie's, throw away good pie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Julie's like, no. What are you doing? Are you doing? <laughs> There's other people who could enjoy it. Sell it at the coffee shop at the very least. Good gravy. And, yeah. And uh, but then Hannah writes him a letter and tells him about the Christmas star. And then, so then he figures out the stardust is Hannah. And so and all of a sudden it's all coming into play that it's not Daniel. Um, and, uh, and so we also get, we find out that Susan's coming to dinner. So like things are progressing between Michael Gross yeah. and Susan, which is so cute. I loved that so much. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, the, they changed the, they're going to change the app to the perfect pen pal. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah. She's learned some stuff from this process. And I think like, <laughs> it, it's like, I mean, what's interesting is that like Sam doesn't know that it's her though, either until a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so, so right before. And so it, I think like the scavenger hunt and the things that they're writing, like really sort of touches base for both of them, because I think they're both still in love with each other. And that's part of the process of her grief is that that relationship ended without mm-hmm. any sort of closure. And so I think it's sort of this open wound for however many years. And yeah. so they're writing to each other. I think it's exactly what they both need. Um, and so it's like right before when he, when she talks about the Christmas story, a oh, Christmas star, dang it. The Christmas yeah. story is a movie about <laughs> the lamp. Get it together, Elisa. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think like, I think that's what's interesting is that it just works out for both of them because it was the right person in the right time and um, mm-hmm. they needed to know about it, but this is not our happy ending yet. 
No. And uh, yeah, but I love that they had that freedom of being able to write somebody that they thought was a stranger trying to help them with their problems. And they didn't have that sort of baggage of the past uh, on in those in those letters. I think that works so well. It focuses on getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And so it focuses on friendship first. And so, you know, even with the romance being like the heart of the story, the foundation is friendship and giving people the option to do friend or love. I was on board with, but also anyone who's doing this for love, it has to be built on this foundation of, of knowing each other first without any other things getting yeah. in the way. So. so Yes. And so we get to the big reveal and you have that she's in, you have Sarah Drew in the red dress, which was so beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. And then with the earrings from mm-hmm. the murder tree stump. And she says, are you ready to go find your spark? It was so cute. <laughs> I love it so much. And then, so then we get some matchups. Spencer and Julie, adorable. So yeah. fun. And uh, then uh, the he overhears greg and yeah greg and susan talking about how hannah is hooked on daniel not realizing that it's actually him all along and so he gives the book to daniel and you're just like oh and i'm like wait a minute huck or sam you're ruining it for someone else because even if hannah thinks it's someone else it's you so the doctor's been writing someone else. So like, you're about to ruin the whole pen pal game. I was like, stop what you're doing. Well, and plus like the fact that Daniel tries to, tries to pretend that it was his idea. Cause then that's not going to hold up very long. And it yeah, doesn't, gross. of course, no. but that's what he does. And so then Michael gross and Susan are match, which is so cute. Are the pen pals. And so Sarah thinks her pen pal is not, has stood her up, has, hasn't showed up, yeah. just like you were saying. And, and so she, they, they match up. They think that it's, it's, um, uh, it's Hannah and Daniel mm-hmm. and there's just no spark at all. And she's just like, what? This is so disappointing. Well, then yeah. talking about what they wrote about and she's like, I don't have a brother. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Huck ruined it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. And he realizes, she reads the, the old letter from, uh, from Sam from college, realizes he spelled believe wrong, I before E. And... <laughs> And so she goes and puts the letter underneath the door. Yep. This ending is so good. I, I love impressed. it. I was impressed. I was like, this is good. <laughs> yeah, she's so like, she's you like, gave the book to Daniel? So. But I love that like she continues like the vibe of the, the whole pen pal thing. And she writes yeah. him another letter. And as he's reading it to himself, she like comes in behind him and then she starts talking and it's like, ah, this is so exciting. That's yeah. not a ghost. That's your pen pal Cupid buddy. <laughs> and she says, you are my future. And Yay. then they kiss. And she says, that's what I call a spark. <laughs> ah, and it comes full circle. So cute. 
So I just love this movie. I love the whole concept of the letter writing. I love the the heart that it has as far as dealing with grief and loss. And uh, the um, I love all the side characters. I think are really strong. And uh, just all the little pairings up of uh, the different uh letter writers and i love sarah drew and i love donald mater i think they had incredible chemistry and uh, so I, I think this is a very good one yeah i i loved the whole pen pal part of it because obviously i know that we're gonna watch something that is romance based and so obviously this being on friendship that i'm always coming at it from a mm-hmm. friendship lens and so you know, of course, I'd be like, ooh, it focuses on friendship. But but in this case, like the fact that it's a romantic movie that builds off these ideas of friendship. And I think that oftentimes when we grieve and we lose people and things and, and experiences in life that we often turn to our friends. And, and how great is that if that same person can also be our partner? And so there are a lot of things that I love. I And I also just think, if I may take a second to say this, is that um, I think we need to be writing more people. I always think that getting cards from someone in the mail is a lot of fun, but I also think like this is also an opportunity to connect with people who might be feeling really isolated right now with COVID-19. And I know a lot of retirement homes have Facebook pages and they'll have their residents like hold up a sign and it's like, hi, I'm Martha and I love TV. And I was like, watch out, Martha, I'm about to write you a letter. And then there's like, you know, Stanley, who's like into the Yankees and and all that. And and then they have an address (laughs) and you can just send it to people. And I think how cool would that be that anyone and everyone who might need that connection can receive a letter. And I think a letter goes a long way to helping people feel less lonely and less alone. And so absolutely adored the concept. It's a lot of what I've been thinking about lately and how mm-hmm. we can write people letters. Um, and then I have to say, I didn't like Niall very much in the last movie we saw because he was like mm-hmm. the businessy guy. Right. I like I like the guy who's like, no Wi-Fi, no lattes. <laughs> <laughs> But I also think it might be the chemistry with them and just sort of, yeah. he is a different vibe in this movie. Yeah. And so I like the coffee shop owner vibe of Niall over the business guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see so that. that made it more enjoyable for me too. Yeah. And I think we've made it very clear how much we both love Sarah Drew. <laughs> hey, should we start this Sarah Drew fan club if it doesn't already exist? I, I, I and you can so. be the president, I'll be the vice president, and it'll be great. <laughs> and we can write letters to fans. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, also, if you want to like, if you want to write letters to the troops, there's an easy yeah. way yes. uh, to do that. Uh, yeah. You can go on, I think it's um, the USO website will have links to that you Mm -hmm. can do that you can send letters to the troops and that means a lot to them and so yeah there's there's just a lot of good that comes I think from letter writing or even just journal Mm -hmm. writing even if you're not Mm going to send it I think it's very good for the good for the soul Um, and uh, so I love like I said love the whole idea of Christmas Cupid I love all the cast I love Michael Gross so great I love Cardi Wong and just small role I love Charles Panton I think he does a really good job Uh, and I don't know just love this movie I think it's so good 
So yeah, there you go. Let us know what you think about uh, Christmas pen pals. Is it a favorite of yours? Uh, Do you like it as much as we do? I would would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And uh, like I said, we will be having uh, Lisa for Christmas coverage. I mean, it's so crazy that we're starting Christmas coverage literally in in a, by the, when this airs, it'll be the next, I think the next week will be our lifetime preview, <laughs> which Here's is amazing. <laughs> I just put up all my spooky stuff. So you need to pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be doing lifetime preview. We're going to be doing a uh, Hallmark preview. We're going to be doing uh, every other thing preview. It's going to be, and then it starts the very first Christmas movie on Hallmark channel starts on October 23rd. And I think wow. it's similar for lifetime. So it's going to be wild and crazy, but we're really excited so spread the word about the podcast tell your friends tell your family and uh, and we will sure appreciate that so uh thanks so much and uh, if you can if you are listening on itunes please leave us your ratings and reviews we really that helps us out so much especially as we're trying to get the word out for christmas and then if you are listening or watching on youtube please give us a thumbs up subscribe to the channel that helps us out a lot as well and uh, we also have our patron group and we are going to be continue to do uh, well, watch alongs through the Christmas season. We're really uh, got some fun stuff that we're trying to work out and plan. And uh, so we'll have other patron benefits. Our, our Facebook group is going to be really fun over the holidays. So make sure that you take a look at that. We'd really appreciate it. All the information is in the description. Then we also have our merch store, which has tons of holiday inspired merch. Woo! So make sure to check that out. We've got artists jessica miller we've got uh, lots of other fun designs mm-hmm. and so uh, that is also in the description so make sure to take a look at that and alisa where can people find you absolutely i'm best forever's pod on all the socials and if you're more into the lifetime vibe i'm fatalities pod on all the socials as well and you can find me at alisalucas.com for all my podcasts and as well as dr alisa lucas on twitter Right. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Got lots of reviews coming. So be sure oh. to check that out as well. You're, you can... you're going to need some sleep, girl. I know. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> crazy, but I'm excited. I'm here for it. Uh, so we need your support though. And so please do. And Anyway, we're excited and make sure you're following us at Homework's Pod, Homework's Podcast on so- all the socials. Uh, and we're excited to interact with you and tell us what you think of Christmas Ben Pals. And thanks so much. Bye, everyone. Merry Christmas Bye. in September. Merry Christmas <laughs> in September. <laughs>